Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, hello there, Katie. Hey, Jack. Hi. Hello to you. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? You Good. seem really overexcited. I'm just really excited that we've made it this far. To Hello. E- to episode two. <laughs> so <laughs> cross that finish line. So this is a podcast all about, I was about to say all about learning. Make that sound like bite, BBC Bite Size. Remember that? We are so BBC Bite Size. <laughs> We're not BBC Bite Size. So this is what we like to call a journey of self-improvement that doesn't involve giving up booze or dieting. So... Episode by episode, we're going to delve into a topic, going to learn all about it, and we're going to tell the other one... Me. ...of us of all us. about it. We're going to take it in turns and basically learn bloody loads. As much as we can get into our craniums. Good. I learned about craniums today. Did you? That wasn't your topic, was it? N- no, I just learned it. Just learn about craniums. Good. It's good to know. It's good to learn. So last week, I learned all about the Oscars and relayed that information to you. We all learned about it. We learned so much. And then, Katie, we decided that you were going to learn about this. Good spinach. I didn't like that. I'm going to do it again. Oh, that was better. That's a good Ooh, one. Ooh, okay. I don't know if you're going to like this one. Oh, no. I can't, I can't see it. Let me... What is it? You read that aloud? Oh, sports and hobbies. <laughs> it's funny because uh, neither of us know anything about sport or hobbies. I don't know anything about hobbies, do you? Apart from Netflix. Netflix and chill. No, just Netflix. just Netflix. Not the, not the chill. Okay, immediately I'm going to say something because I don't know much about it and I should because I'm Welsh. Oh, oh, I know what you're going to say. Rugby. You're joking. Just like rugby in general. It's quite big. No, rugby's too broad. Okay, and there's two versions, I think. Uh, rugby yes, there is. League and Rugby Union. I mean, there are much of muchness to me. They are, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say Union because why not? That's, that's the one. I know that they're I, kind of yeah. like, they're two totally different sports. Yeah, let's respect that, but I'm just going to say Union. It could be harder, but who cares? How is that for you? I actually, surprisingly, I'm not your typical rugby gal, I would say. No. But I think there were actually a couple of times when I got called by maybe a relative or a friend um, like yourself and I was like, no, I actually can't talk right now. I'm learning about rugby. Yeah, you really got quite involved, like annoyingly involved in it. This is when, you know, for me, this you were like, I knew that you were taking this podcast seriously, like to the level where I was like, oh, this is actually a thing and maybe I should take it a bit more seriously. Oh, no. Yeah. Was... Like, you were like annoying about it. Well, should we get started? Yeah, on that tone. So, would you like some facts? Since you researched so hard, yeah, I guess. Okay, so let's start with this. When do you think rugby union turned professional? Mm. With no prior knowledge, I would say 1950. 1995. Oh, I was five. 
You were five, yes. Five years old. You wouldn't think it's been your lifetime, would you? So no. note that one down, fact fans. So what, what, wait, hang on, hang on. Also, also we've, we've got the date, but what do you mean turn professional? What was it before? Um, well, you wouldn't get paid for it necessarily. In, in, oh, okay. I thought you meant like it was illegal. Oh, no, no. No. I don't know. I don't understand it. I mean, playing Conkers isn't professional, <laughs> but it's not illegal. <laughs> playing um, Conkers! Like we do it all the time. Um, the whistle... There's another fact for you. Mm. The whistle... Hit me with cold, hard facts, Katie. Number two. The whistle used for the opening match at every World Cup is the one used by Welsh referee Gil Evans for an England-New Zealand match in 1905. Well, it's the same whistle. Over 100 years old. Rank. Ew. Ew. Someone get the corsadol on that. Uh, another fact. Seven-a-side rugby is due to be included at the Rio Olympics 2016 for the first time since the 1920s. Seven-a-side rugby? How many is it usually? Like 11? Oh, uh, well, it depends. Oh, God. <laughs> you have, done your. I'd know. You, yeah, you'd know. I'd Queen know. of rugby. Uh, well, we're talking about rugby union today, and... Rugby Union is quite different to Rugby League. And that's the first thing we're going to be talking about. Okay, so I, why is there two? That's, that's annoying. That's already annoyed me. Why is there two? So Rugby Union was the original one, and that originated in... 1905. 1823. Yeah, sure. Uh, when... So close. Uh, William Webb Ellis caught the ball when he was playing, we believe, football, and ran with it for a bit, basically. And he was a pupil at rugby school. And apparently, according to the internet, that's what the internet is going with. That's how rugby was invented. In the said place rugby? In the rug- at rugby school. So some guy was lazy and was like, I'm not kicking that. I'm going to run with it. I think, oh, I think I'll, get, was, I'll get lauded about and celebrated for being lazy. I think he was just being a bit of a little pest, to be honest, and just ran with it. And which, I mean, that's apparently, according to the internet, that's how rugby was invented. And then fast forward... About 80 years. Mm. Fast forward through all those years. It was well popular. And Lo- people love it. People, people went mad for it, but there was a class divide at that yeah. point in history. Was a, You'd know yeah. all about that, wouldn't you? Mrs. Posh Katie. For those who don't know Katie, she's a posh woman. I'm not posh. Uh, there was a class divide. You've got an avocado in your hand right now. So by the end of the 19th century, there was a class divide. Um, as it was originated by the upper classes. Mm, you, you're, you're a lot. But the n- north of England, they wanted to be able to be- get paid to play it because they had less money, but they need to take time off to play it. Scrangers. And that's rude. That's rude. That's uncalled for. And they needed to, uh, time off to play, but that was against the rugby union rules. So, what? One against- of the rules is like, mm, you can't get paid for it. You can't. It's against the rugby union rules of professionalism. Kind of uncouth. So, in 1895, at the end of the. Hang on, is it the 18th century? Yes. Good. No. no? 19th, 19th century. Oh, God. 20 clubs from the north resigned from the union to form their own union, which became the Rugby League. So when you hear people talk about Rugby League and union, that's the one that branched off Rugby League. Oh, that makes sense. But what's the one like we watch now? Which is like the popular one? Union. They're both very popular, but more internationally popular is union. It's okay. a bigger sport. And rugby league has become a slightly different type of rugby. There are loads of differences. I won't bore you with those. Sure. But there are 13 players in league and 15 union. Because you asked that earlier, didn't you? I did. Yes. Uh, the key difference between playing, though, is that union's a bit more stop-start. And then league is kind of more free-flowing. I think you'd be more league. Free-flowing. Free-flowing. I'm so, I'm so free-flowing. 
you kind of free flow too much for my liking sometimes. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Right but on. yeah, union's bigger. Today we're talking mainly about union. Cool. Because it's my passion. It's, it's my new fan passion. <laughs> it's my new fan passion. It's been my goal for 36 hours to be a rugby... You might be called upon to be like, you know, like a talking head. Yeah, or maybe like the Georgie Thompson of rugby. That's fine. Yeah, that. We should probably talk about the Six Nations. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And actually, confession, I'm Welsh. <laughs> confession, I'm Welsh. No, but like... <laughs> this is my confession. For my, for my people... I'm Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, for my people, rugby's like a big deal. <laughs> for my for my people. Yeah, it is. Uh, and my dad hates the fact that I don't really like it. Well, I'm not Does asked. I... But I do know about... The, the Six Nations is the one I pretend that I'm into because everyone likes it. Is your dad a rugby dad? Such a rugby dad. Like, a bit too much. Oh, strong words. <laughs> so it's an annual rugby union, not league, competition dating back to the... 1880s and it originated with just four nations England Ireland Scotland okay. Wales you know them and then France joined in 1910 and when did Italy join Jack? Mm, 19 in your own time 68 2000 wow really would you believe and that's only became six what nations what were they doing? I know what were they doing all that time? Making pasta and other stereotypical things. Exactly. Playing Mario Kart. Is that an Italian thing? <laughs> he is a plumber. Kind of. Um, he's a plumber. <laughs> he's an I Italian mean... plumber, crucially. <laughs> All plumbers are Italian. Good to Didn't offend you know? a whole country in the second podcast. And it takes place in February and March at the weekends each year. Sometimes a bit of April. Just at like the weekends because they're not professional. They just like to do it as a hobby. Exactly. Wow. Quite. And each team plays the other five once per season. And so they all kind of play each other at some point. It's not like the World Cup where it goes. It goes in levels, okay. Exactly. So then they get points. Classic game. Classic game score. And then it's like whoever has the most points at the end. So the trophy is presented to the team who earn the most points during the season with two points for a win and one point for a drawn match. And there's so much to say about the Six Nations. Honestly, but I will not bore you with any more information than that. Can That's I... kind of all you need to know. Okay. Um, Who's and... your favourite nation? England. Mm. I'm English. Mm. And I'm a bit Irish and Scottish. Oh, so I definitely please. Anyway, uh, would you like to know about a notable case study? Because nothing's more exciting than the words case study in a in a fun podcast. Like you have delved so far into rugby that you've dug up a case study. Case study makes it sound so much more boring than it actually is. So a notable year in the Five Nations, because mm. Italy wasn't part of it then at this time, uh, is 1973. Why? So each nation won their home matches. Okay, that's interesting. And therefore lost their two away matches. Right. So they all had the same number of points. So Mm. the championship was shared between all five teams and there was no further tie-break system applied. There is a tie-break system now. Again, it's quite long. Not going to go into it. But there was no further tie-break applied to the separate teams finishing level. So the five nations finished in a five-way tie. And I... I kind of hope... 1973 wasn't that long ago, so I hope, I'm hoping there must be some pictures online of them all grabbing... Oh, yeah, like sharing the trophy. If we find one, we'll tweet it. I'd be more cleverer. I haven't found one yet, but if I manage to find one in the archives, I'll... Dig uh, deep, Katie. I mean, you've dug literally all of uh, rugby. I've dug rugby. You've dug rugby. I've dug, I... I've dug the rugger. <laughs> Ew. Oh, you you sickened yourself. Ew. Move on. So there, so there you go. That's the Six Nations. Oh, 
Do you hear that, Jack? What is that, Katie? That is what we call the hacker. Okay, this is another part of rugby that I do actually quite enjoy. I know. We did this in dance once at school. No, you didn't. Yes, seven dance. What do you mean, did it in dance? Yes, seven dance. I'll show you later the routine. (laughs) Ew. So, the haka is a traditional ancestral war cry, dance, or challenge of the Maori people of New Zealand. And the New Zealand rugby union team, the All Blacks, perform the haka at the start of each game with precision and intensity, which underpin the All Blacks' approach. Uh, This is a really good bit of rugby. This is the bit that, because my attention span is quite little. So when you see the 15 massive burly men doing the the, slapping their thighs... Don't tell me you don't get turned on by that, Katie. I mean, there's something for everyone there, isn't there? There's something for literally everyone there. That's what makes rugby the family sport. Yeah, Everyone, yes. the kids can laugh at it. Auntie Sharon really enjoys it because Uncle Mark's left her and she can get a bit of excitement. Sure. That's the hacker for you. Check it out on YouTube. They're pretty great if you haven't seen one. They're great. They're not a band, Katie. Check it <laughs> Check out Hacker on they're... YouTube, guys. SoundCloud <laughs> forward slash hacker. I think they're really going to do well this year. <laughs> <laughs> they're really really good their album's out next Monday so that's the lovely hacker for you it's it's really good I, actually that is like I was really looking forward to you talking to me about the hacker we're into just, it yeah I'm into yeah. it so how about we end the rugby union edition of Be More Cleverer with a lovely game okay you like lo- <laughs> oh my god it's the most animated I've seen you all day you just jumped up like a puppy I love a game I love a game it's a well loved format of true or false okay I knew that. All you have to really do, though, when I read these out, is remember which one's false. Because you don't want to take this knowledge to to your pub chat mm. or your mates and say, I listened to this podcast and they told me this, and it's actually the false stuff. So, uh, yeah, just keep that in mind, yeah? Okay. Yeah. No guarantees. So, true ou false. A try. True ou false. It's French. Ou is French food. Anyway, Um, a try is called a try because originally crossing the line meant you could try for a kick at the goal. Oh, true. Correct. Yes. Got it straight away. Yeah, that's the bit of rugby I also kind of get. Good. Well done you. True or false? Number two. This is a biology question, by the way, I should say. Mm. The condition that occurs when the external portion of the ear suffers a blow, blood clot or other collection of fluid resulting in swelling and deformity is called broccoli ear. False. Cauliflower ear. Correct. You know your rugger. My dad would be really proud right now. I spent so long trying to think of an alternative to cauliflower and all I could think of was broccoli. Broccoli. The green most... alternative. Most realistic thing that I could think of. Uh, and that happens a lot in rugby. Hmm. Rugby players what, are broccoli weird. Broccoli ear? <laughs> sure. Look, cauliflower ear is a is a, a thing. You see rugby players with rank ears, that is why. Lawrence Lalio, I think he's one. Oh, Phil Vickery, he's another one. Look at you, you impressed my knowledge of rugby players. <laughs> yeah, I really am. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, there you go. Cauliflower ear is a common condition if you play rugby lots. True or false, number three, rugby balls were originally plum-shaped as they were made from pig bladders of that shape. Were they passing bladders? Oh, I didn't think I'd say that today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm talking about Nana Joan again. Ew. Um, I'm going to say... What's your Nana Joan like? <laughs> I don't have a Nana Joan. Um, you lied. I'm going to say that one's false. I don't think it was that old. It's true. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there you go. Hygienic. Gross. And our final true ou false. I'm going to keep saying ou. Mm, uh, it's much me uncomfortable, but whatever. 
much like the New Zealand hacker that we were talking about earlier, uh-huh. uh, the Canadian rugby team start their games with a kaka with lyrics praising their native beaver. Oh, God, if that is true, I actually don't know. But if that is true, that's really annoying. But I actually like Canadians. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> I actually like Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust my instinct to say, no, that's false. It is false. Yes. But wouldn't it be good if all this time they were doing a thing called a caca and it was about a beaver? Imagine <laughs> it for a moment. I would lose a lot of respect to my fellow friends, the Canadians. On that note, that's Rugby Union for you. Yay! How I'm actually, I actually really like that, Katie. Thanks. I feel like... Do you know what? And I think this is what's really good about this podcast is if sometimes you doubt yourself... Like, I felt like... This sounds motivational, I don't think no, I like it. No, I'm going to turn away, but like, I just think that it's also good for reaffirming the stuff that you might have already... Yes. Like, you'll take so much stuff in. I think, mm-hmm. like, everyone does that online or whatever. And to have it just told back to you by another human person... Yeah. ...kind of reaffirms that it's actually true, which is good. Girl did good. Thanks, Henny. I'm an encyclopedia of rugby union knowledge. Just don't ask me too much about league, because I only know about its roots. <laughs> <laughs> She's a purist. What? That, because you said you don't know about its roots. Oh, okay, fine. I'll take that. That'll make sense. I'm a rugby purist. So, do we need to talk about what you are going to yeah. be studying next week? Because it's your turn, Sonny. Yes, okay, Um. pass me the wheel. I'm learning that it's kind of a treat to be the one that gets to spin. Yeah. It's kind of like a welcome reward at mm, the end of The your... prize for hard knowledge. Oh, should we do a little spin then? Spin the wheel. You can't spin for toffee. I know, it's really bad, isn't it? Did you hear that, Jack? I did. What did it land on? Pray tell. It landed on... Events. Events in history and time. Exactly. So, oh, this is like... I mean, I'm going to have a field day with this, really, because... Oh, yeah. I don't know what you know about history. <laughs> there's, exactly. So there's so much for me to choose from. There literally couldn't be more. Actually, I'm just going to go straight in, because I could think about this for ages. Okay. And there's one person which I always feel like I should know more about. We should all probably know a lot about. Lead with your heart, honey. I'm going to go with Winston Churchill. Mm. I want you to tell me all about the life and times of Winston Churchill in 15 minutes. Uh, this is this is close to my heart because uh, when I was born, my parents said that I looked like Winston Churchill for pra- no. <laughs> for two years of my life. They were like, he's a spitting image of Winston Churchill. Like, fine two months, two years to still be like, oh, still the sp- here's Churchy. Here's Churchy. No, so not. So, yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, I'm going to go and learn all about that from now. Okay. I mean, that's exciting. See you later. See you later. Bye. We should also say that if you've got a topic that you feel like you want to know loads about but you can't really be bothered to look it up yourself or learn loads about, this is what we're here for now, I suppose, for a service to the public. So... If you want to send in a topic for our consideration, you could tweet us at be more cleverer or email us at be more cleverer at gmail.com. Not.co.uk, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Het leukste cadeau voor de decembermaand komt van Apple en KPN. Want de iPad heeft KPN nu voor maar 379 euro. Appeltje KPN dus. Ga snel naar de KPN-winkel en je hebt hem direct in huis. En dat is dan weer appeltje eitje. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365 day returns.